What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House once again in Montebello, California. It's time for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, the Monday edition, the June 22nd edition, the day after Father's Day edition, the day after my wife and I's first wedding anniversary. It was a year ago yesterday. The summer solstice. I, 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 I have the luxury of, of knowing when our wedding anniversary is just by knowing the, the summer solstice. Uh, Ryan and Art, two of our three patrons. Checking in. All three patrons! Yes! <laughs> Ryan, Art, and Daniel. All three of my boys. Thank you for for checking in today. All, all, all three of... Thank, thank you guys. The, 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 the most loyal and ardent supporters of, of the show. Checking right in. Uh, I, I was going to start on time, but I, I, I had to like sit and put together the show at the last second. I don't, uh, Art, I know you sent me a, a bunch of stuff. I'm going to try to use uh, as much of it as I can. But we're going to lead off the show. Yeah, it, it, Yesterday was uh, my, my first Father's Day. And uh, it, it was a... Uh, and, and thanks to my wonderful wife. It was... Uh, I don't know how you're gonna top this Father's Day. Like my first Father's Day, I think is good. It's my best Father's Day. Uh, short of like in a few years when my, my little guy can draw a little uh, Father's Day card for me, and, and once he's once he's able to do that, I think that that'll be the next time it will come close to this Father's Day. My my wife went all out for for Father's Day. Uh, she got me a, an awesome like, like a little pressure cooker, air fryer thing because you know I love to cook. She loves to eat what I cook. And she's trying to make things easier for us, especially in light of our, our wonderful little boy over there. We, we need to cook faster, and that's why you use one of those pressure cookers, or, you know, those, those kind of uh, Insta Pot-ish kind of things. But not, not only, uh, you know, I would have been, like, ecstatic. I mean, I, I didn't need a gift. I, I'm not I'm not a person who needs gifts. But I would have been ecstatic just to no. Beyond that, she got, if, if you go to our, uh, our Instagram, or our, uh, if you go to our Instagram or our Facebook page, uh, there's a photo of my. I, there's a, I had a Batman shirt and Little Tiger had a had a Robin onesie. It was Batman and Robin. I was like, oh, uh, uh, amazing! Like, over the moon. And then, I, uh, then she also got me uh, a cutting board with Dada etched right into it. That's right. It, it's Dada's cutting board again. The cooking because I, I love I love to cook. I should start a YouTube cooking channel <laughs> or 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 something. Yeah, see, Daniel Wong says, Instapots are amazing. They turn a frozen brick of chicken to, into amazing in 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, that, that's, that, that's crazy pants. <laughs> that's good. The, 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 one, of the, one of the people at, at, at Trader Joe's telling me that the, the orange chicken, we can just toss it into the, um, the air fryer and boom, it'll just instantly, nice. uh, instantly do it. So to me, standing there, walking it up. Nice. Although, I don't, it's, although I'm weird, I don't mind the process of cooking, but I guess if it's, it, it speeds things up for us, you know, we're, 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 we're still freshly minted parents. The young man over there is a, f- a five months and three quarters. <laughs> Soon to be six months in a, in a week or two. But yeah, so she got that, the personalized cutting board. But no, that, no, that was not the end. She, 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 she had been giving me these gifts throughout the month because as, as far as, uh, uh, my wife was concerned. It was Father's Father's Month because I, because I, you know, she she appreciates Dad and I. I appreciate uh, uh, my mom my mama bear here. I, I love her so much. She got me a, a customized book where it's like it, it literally. I, I I wasn't sure if I was gonna put it on camera, but oh my! I was like, she got me this customized book. Uh, on Facebook, it's gonna be backwards. I'm sorry, but when Tiger grows up, and so there's a, a approximation of our little boy, well, what he's gonna look like, right there. She she, there's a website apparently, uh, hoorayheroes.com. You can go get this made, and she, in here, I was I was legit crying. I was crying reading this this little intro. I was just bawling, bawling, but. I, I I tripped balls at this. This this you guys can see this right here. Look at this. Look at this. Ridiculous this. Look, I'm in the book. And then my little one, my little boy, is just the rest of the book. This little obviously she she made him look like a, like a like a tiny me. And just the whole book is just Tiger, nonstop. And these adorable stories that my wife she you could you pick them all out specifically. All these adorable little stories. Look, look, there's a little tiger dressed up like like Albert Einstein. He's gonna be a little, maybe he's gonna want to be a scientist, or or he's gonna be a little cook like his dada. 
Look at this. This is amazing. Look at that. Little tiger playing sports. Just awesome. Just look. Maybe he's gonna be an artist like his grandpa. Look at that. Look, look. that little boy. That little man. And then right there. And then like our, our usual put like right here. The, the one of the last images is our usual position somewhere between six a.m. and eight a.m. is me on the chair with my boy. Uh, that, that 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 just like warmed my heart. I just couldn't like that's that's how we usually are in the mornings. Me and him. He's half asleep and I'm, I'm rocking him. That way, Mama can get a little extra sleep in the morning. Like, 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 like this morning, woke up six thirty in the morning. He, he, he stirred. I'm like, all right, let's go, kid. Change his diaper. He's still sleepy. Bring him to the front room. Rock and sleep. Let Mama sleep an extra hour, hour and a half. Look, when Tiger grows up, uh, Daddy Edition. I was gone, gone, crying, happy tears, happy tears. I was just out of my mind when I got this. It's just th thank you, wife. I, I couldn't say it enough yesterday. Like I said, it was like. First Father's Day, like my best father. On top of that, not only was it Father's Day, but as I mentioned at the top, it was our first wedding anniversary. It's been a year, and honestly, the the fastest year of our lives. I I, I still vividly remember our wedding day. It doesn't seem like it was uh, a, a year. It, it seems like a few, if you see, it seems like oh, it was just a few months ago. But then a few months ago was the birth, and so much was packed into this year. The, the the pregnancy, the birth, and then coronavirus. You've been trapped here. You've been you've been trapped here for the last uh, two three months. And and this young man, we had a, we had a very uh, a very eventful first year. Oh, are you, are you calling for one of us? Or are you just being silly there, young man? Oh. All right. You, you want me to walk over there and pick him up, or you're okay? All right. And then, yeah, obviously, uh, I'm burying the lead here. Yeah, well, last week, uh, if you guys were here last week, uh, you know, my, my wife was, uh, she's here now. <laughs> she's okay. Uh, she was in the hospital. Like, we, we did the impromptu show, a uh, real, real short-form show, uh, where uh, my wife had an appendectomy <laughs> this past Monday. She didn't feel well, went to the hospital. Uh, uh, we took her there. She got uh, popped out now. She, she, she's okay. But now... Uh, uh, she can't pick up the tiger for for a couple weeks, so I have to uh, I have to either always be around or our wonderful or was a wonderful mother has been here helping us out so that way I can get to work and continue to earn money because <laughs> you know the, the bills still need to get paid. But wife is okay; she's still re recovering, but she's doing good. Trying to make sure she she she, she heals up good. Uh, are we are we bringing? Uh, are, grandma's picking up the tiger and bringing him a little bit closer. So, that that's what then. So like last week, uh, was an abbreviated show. We just talked about E three. So something that I didn't get to talk about last week was uh, uh the week before the, the, the. So these past few weeks there was no E uh, three. So a lot of announcements have just been going on uh, randomly on the internet. People just announce that there's stuff just going up on the YouTubes and going up on all over the place. So the I, I didn't talk about the PlayStation Five. So the PlayStation Five was announced the the week before, last, and I, I didn't really talk about it. So I'm gonna talk about it a little bit right here and some of the uh, implications of, of that of that system announcement. So we found out it's coming out. We don't really know the price. It's gonna be expensive. That's all that's important. I'm sure it's gonna be more than people expect because it's ooh fancy, 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 and the graphics. Uh, I, 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 I've discussed this with, with several people. O o over the last two weeks, and um, we we see that you know the jump that we had from you know N sixty four PS one to like PS two and GameCube that was a oh wow that was a really sizable jump, or even going like Super Nintendo Genesis two PlayStation one and N sixty four that was a, a huge jump going from two D to three D in a lot of cases. And, but each of these subsequent jumps have been. Uh, uh, what, what's the best way I can say? Oh, Ryan Tuck says, "Welcome home, Rosa." Thank you. Um, and, uh, and Art says, "Happy to have you back, Rosa." Oh. Everyone's catching me again. The, the time delay between what I say and what I read here. Uh, uh, it shows up. And so we have this PS5 coming out, and the the the, the jump between PS4 to PS5. I guess I guess the the best tweet I saw is like. A, 
when they, they showed the sports game, uh, NBA 2K20 or 2K21 or whatever it's going to come out, it's, uh, where uh, young Zion Williamson was, was being shown, and he was incredibly sweaty. I think that's how they always do the, the sports games. Oh, okay, let's show every single molecule of sweat. This is what we can do with this advanced technology. The, the, the jump, the, the visual jump, it's not as dramatic as it used to be. Uh, where they where they, show, they showed the Ratchet and Clank uh, uh, trailer. That was one of the first games they showed. Uh, right? It looked uh, like prettier. It, it's pretty. It isn't like, oh my god, mind-blowing. When I, when I first saw Tekken Tag Tournament PS2, it was like, oh my god, we have arcade quality uh, games at home. Now that's how I felt in the, the year 2000, <laughs> 20 years ago when the PS2 came out. But now, like, 20 years later, now we have this next generational jump. And yeah, and honestly, the jump from PS3 to PS4, it was a sizable jump, but it wasn't as big as the previous one. And now that's what... Uh, we're running into the, this term that I've said before many times on the show. It's called the... Un- we've reached the uncanny valley where when technology tries to replicate real life, the closer we get to trying to create real life, the weirder it's going to look. Like you, you think you're getting closer, but that valley is just so deep you can't cross it, and that's where I feel reached. The the the, the, the trailer uh, for uh, Resident Evil Eight, which well, or, or Resident Evil Village, whatever you want to call it, where they hide, they hid the eight in V I L L L eight. Yeah, the frame yeah, see, the frame rates are, are not noticeable. Yeah, the the, the 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 only noticeable difference is the frame rate. I remember. With uh, art, uh, you and I were playing Destiny at the same time. When I upgraded my television, I, I had like a a seven twenty p television, or I, and I upgraded to a full HD ten eighty p TV with a freaking. Uh, and uh, it, I remember, it, I remember, I felt the game was moving faster once I got a, a TV, TV with a better refresh rate and all the other nonsense. But and I remember that was a significant difference. Just there, but that's, that's something where I was playing Destiny eight hours a day. If, if anything changed, I would notice immediately because of the amount of, of Destiny I was consuming at the time, but I can't imagine, you know, I'm sure Destiny 2 will be on PS5 as well. It's, it's just going to be shinier. <laughs> uh, do I use smoothing while gaming? Uh, it, it depends. Especially if, if I'm playing like an older like, uh, something I had intended to do this past weekend was hook up my old, P- I, I just got my PS3 back from the shop. I was going to hook up my PS3 and pop in uh, Parasite E. I was going to just go back and put in a PS1 game. Because I didn't get going to get going to block, block hell. <laughs> Polygon hell. Uh, yeah, see. See, I, I would always go to art. No, smoothing, no. Because, yeah, that's a delay for shooters. So, so when I was playing uh, Destiny or, or The Division or any of those shooting games, Overwatch, yeah, you would not turn on the smoothing. Uh, well, yay, love neighbors here. Yay. Um... I wouldn't turn on, but now I, I feel like the difference between the PS4 and PS5, it, it, it's not going to be as significant as the previous jumps. Yeah, no, right? Isn't that something to be concerned about, Tiger? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, and then the other big thing with this PS5 is like they're, they're putting out, and, they're, 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 and a lot of people have noticed this big difference. Um, where they're putting out a physical version. Uh, 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 there's two versions of the PS5 coming out. Well, there's going to be one with a physical disk drive to put in physical games, and then one that's going to be all digital. Did, did you need me to do something with it? No. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that and that the, the digital one is a, a particularly concerning to me, especially in, in my, my my field of, of the business currently, where I work at a giant well, video game warehouse where we sell physical games, and uh, we, we've talked about it ad nauseum on the show, and we're going to keep on talking about it till the end of time. Uh, Div- publishers, I don't know about how developers feel, but publishers want to go all digital. Oh yeah, and publishers want all digital badly because they want to cut out the middleman <laughs> where I work, <laughs> or they want to cut out retail. They want to cut out GameStop, and uh, and it's funny because Jai had had posted something right before the show about how uh, GameStop reacting to the uh, the all digital PS5. It's like, no, it's gonna be the end of us. And of course, those of us who have worked at GameStop, yes, we we, we will not mourn uh, the the death of GameStop. But the, the uh, as I've said on several episodes before, uh, the implications of GameStop going away uh, it, it it will do more 
shockingly, it will do more harm than good to uh, to physical game industry. Like the, the actual game industry, well, I don't know. If you're an old man like me who prefers to have the physical disc, uh, because digital media rights are, are very nebulous and uh, very fluid. They, 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 your, your ability to buy video games is con continually changing thanks to the internet. I remember where I, I had to explain to Samzia the old, uh, the old uh, end, was it end user agreement that we all agree to. Now it was not you, they could not enforce it during the uh, from NES all the way through PlayStation Two, but going forward from PS3 and Xbox 360 forward, as long as we could connect our consoles to the internet, now the com the companies can enforce all that 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 wall of text that you agree to every time you play a video game. And uh, in, in, in that wall of text, there's a lot of things they can sneak by you because no one, no one reads the end user agreement. No one reads the terms and services when you play a game. No, no one's going to sit there and, and, and lawyer their way through however many pages. And honestly, the uh, publishers, they count on the fact that nobody reads the terms of service or the end user agreement. And, and that's honestly my biggest concern with all digital gaming because you could pay full price for it. It's not even not, it's not even the whole used game thing where you buy a game and you go, oh, I can't resell it. Uh, we've always just been purchasing licenses. Uh, that, that's what we've been buying. Like you go back and look at the... You, if you happen to have an old uh, NES uh, manual to any of the games, you look in the, 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 the back little tiny, 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 tiny... Tiny. Oh, see, right there, Ryan. You, you see, you, 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 you make a point that I was going to lead to. Like the movies, a lot of people are learning the hard way. Like, oh, your 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 movie collections are very dependent on contracts. Oh, with you know, oh, whether you know, see Ryan, you have a Amazon. You know, I I have movies anywhere where like I I I've always oh I I I, I purchased the the Blu-ray with the digital copy. I. <laughs> A lot of people just buy the digital copy. Like I, I like to have my physical Blu-ray because you know, just in case if I don't have the internet, what if the internet goes down? Oh, or what if suddenly movies anywhere loses Disney? All those movies that I, those digital uh, copies that I have on the movies anywhere app, poof, Gonzo, and you might have, I have to go sign up with something else to maybe get those back or have access back to those. Now, the, the, the movie industry right now is a really good preview of what could potentially happen with the game industry if, if everything goes digital. Because now, people are just watching, especially now during the pandemic, everything's going, oh, I'm just going to stream it. I'm just going to watch it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, or I'm just going to buy a digital copy on my Apple TV or, or my, my Google device or, or my Google Play. And yeah, you can buy it. Oh, yeah, it's way cheaper. I can get it for I can get my movie for what fifteen bucks or later on they're all oh, on sale. It's only on sale for six bucks, and then you think you own, and then a lot of people are mistakenly thinking that they own the movie. You you don't own the movie. You don't like when you bought a VHS, when you bought a DVD, and even recently if you bought a Blu-ray, you bought the movie. You have the movie as long as you have a device that can play the movie. You technically own a copy of the movie, but with the digital movies, you don't own it. You bought a license. That's a, what, what what sports teams have been trying to do for years with the with their seats. <laughs> You're not buying a season ticket. You're buying a personal seat license. Uh, you have a li you have a license for this seat right here and this seat right here, and you have the privilege of buying tickets. You're you're not buying yeah, you're you're not buying the tickets with your personal seat. You're buying a license for a seat, and you have the opportunity. To purchase tickets for the events, to sit in this specific seat, that that that's the most advanced form of this license, <laughs> where we're gonna get. Well, I feel like that's where we're getting to. Where people who play cell phone games, that, that that's that's the advanced. That's where, that's where all the uh, console publishers they want to get to that point. We're like, all right, here's the game. Keep buying things in the game. Pay to win. Pay to continue takes us all the way back to the arcade keep putting quarters in but this time it's like oh don't want to wait for a timer if they can get away if, if, if the console publishers can get away with making you buy more right now one of the most successful games Grand Theft Auto 5 
going back to that Sony announcement, I'm sure a lot of people were very confused as to why uh, Grand Theft Auto V, why a game that is from PlayStation 3, a PS3 game that continued on into PS4. They made PS4 versions. It still sells very well. Over at, uh, at my job, we still sell a lot of copies of Grand Theft Auto V. And it's going to continue, apparently. The first game they showed uh, uh, in, a, in the Sony press conference was Grand Theft Auto V's coming to the PS5. And I'm sure many people wondered, why? Why would this game, which is going to be 10 years old, possibly, yeah, almost 10 years old, uh, continue because there uh, there's a generation of gamers who play this game and are more than happy to convert their real life money into digital money. You can buy money for Grand Theft Auto Online. Eight years. Th thank you, Art. Uh, Art filling in for 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 Iceberg, aka Kiet Fan, our corrections and retractions. Eight years, and I'm sure Rockstar. That's why there's not going to be a Grand Theft Auto Six anytime soon. They're raking in so much money. They, they've kind of, they, they've kind of put out a game that's doing the kind of mobile model where oh, it just keeps making money. For whatever reason, the the, the younger I, I keep saying like people under thir I want to say under thirty. If you're a, a lot of gamers under thirty, and especially the younger, uh, gaming is a lot more disposable. There's no physical attachment where like older gamers like myself. If you're like over thirty or especially if you're over thirty five or in the forties like me where you have this attachment to physical right oh i need the disc i need the cartridge i need to have the thing so i can put it in the thing so i can play it nowadays kids they don't care i'll down oh download the fortnite download gta download apex legends download it's kind of it's kind of turning into the second life it's this weird thing where you just, you yeah exactly start a second life remember when that was all the rage a long time ago when we were young yeah, it's uh, it's insane. And so this GTA Five is like this best example of, of this is what publishers want. They want to create things that just churn, churn, the churn. They want churning. They want to churn money out of people. That that's that's the end game. That churn just keep get money out of people. And and some uh, Rockstar using the the, the 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 Grand Theft Auto brand they've been building for over 20 years, going all the way back to PlayStation 1. A crappy little top-down Grand Theft Auto. I remember getting that game, and, well, and me and my friends, we'd enter in all the codes, we'd have all the weapons, and try to get the five stars. And, and the old, this is old PlayStation 1 top-down. I'm like, oh, this is a funny, weird game. And then when Grand Theft Auto uh, 2, uh, whatever. And then Part 3 came out on the PS2, and that blew everyone's minds. So they like, oh, and they've been building that brand ever since. They did 3, and they did Vice City, and then they did San Andreas. Oh, Freaking oh, San Andreas, amazing! And then when they, they moved on to the PS3, like oh, Grand Theft Auto 4, and realistically, I think that that was the only GTA they put out. I mean, they did some expansions, The Lost in the Dam, The Ballad of Gay Tony, and that became the Episodes of Liberty City. And then, you know, they realized oh, they can keep getting more. And they, they, I think that was the first Grand Theft Auto Online when they put out Part Five later on. I think that's wrong. It was the only Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 4, and then. They, they moved on to Grand Theft Auto V near the end of the PS3 and Xbox life cycle, and they created GTA Online, which a lot of people love to do whatever, wherever. So Rockstar and Take-Two, they, they've created this perfect model. So now, all these other publishers, they see this, and now, if we go to full digital, they're trying to find a ways to just take and take from you. I, I, I need to go back to my original point. This is, this, is, this is so much easier when I have a podcast partner to stop me when I go off on these tangents. Uh, kind of tough right now with the pandemic to get a, to get a podcast. Cohort. I would have loved to enlist Jai to come down and talk about all this. But uh, the, the original point I wanted to get to, like a lot of these games, you buy it digitally, you don't get to keep it. You get to, it, it, you get to keep it in GTA Five. Oh, you get to keep that forever as long as it keeps making money. But if you buy a different game, and let's say it doesn't make money, let's say, uh, let, let me make a, uh, a current generation example that I think Art, Art will understand. Uh, there, there was a game put out by Gearbox called Battleborn. It was supposed to be a very uh, uh, a counter to to, um, to Overwatch. It was like, oh, 
Gearbox like, oh, we can do Overwatch. We'll have this cool game named Battleborn. And you pay the 60 bucks, and you can jump online, and you pick a bunch of different heroes, and you can, you can battle each other. If you were to go get yourself a physical copy of Battleborn right now, and you would try to play it, more than likely, you cannot, because those servers are gone. If you had bought that game, you can't play it anymore. You have a physical disc, but it's an online-only game. The Overwatch still going because that's still making money. But if you put your chips in the wrong pool, suddenly you end up with a useless disc. Apparently, Evolve. Oh, well, Evolve has a single-player. Evolve has a single-player mode that you could play. But Battleborn, that was all, all multiplayer. I'm pretty sure Evolve, because we still sell Evolve at work. We, we definitely don't sell Battleborn. I just, I think only collectors who want a complete uh, Xbox One collection or, uh, or, or buy some of our copies of Battleborn here and there. But yeah, there's all these, all these online-only games that are created. You buy a disc, you install it in your, and you pay, you pay full price, and it's taken away when it stops making money. And that, and I think that's something a lot of people don't realize or don't fathom. Or, and in the case I was discussing with Art and a bunch of my gaming friends in our little gaming chat that we have, uh, the younger generation doesn't care. All right, cool. I move on. They, or they've already moved on to the next game they want to play, not caring that they just had you know so much money taken from them. And oh wait, what do you mean I can't play this game anymore? It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I had that experience. I, there was a, a game I downloaded on, on the PS4. It was like Marvel Heroes. Uh, it, was, it was a Marvel Heroes game that came out. That played like Diablo. Thankfully, I didn't put any money into it. I put time into it. But then the, 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 the developer and the publisher lost the license, and they shut down the game. Uh, I, I, I put in some time into it. I, I leveled up Iron Man as, as far as... Or I, I worked to unlock Iron Man <laughs> in the game. But it was just, oh, if, if I had put money into the game, I would have been furious. I was already disappointed that the game just taken away. It's like, oh, we have to sunset this game because we lost the license. Sorry. All digital game. But guess what? You, there's no single player mode. You can't keep playing it. Good night and goodbye. That's what I don't like about this, uh, this, this digital evolution that we're moving towards. Some people say, oh, wait. I, I saw on Twitter, one, one of my favorite uh, Twitter followers was talking about, like, he, he was joking about people who still buy physical games. Like, no, you just have a hard drive, get a bigger hard drive, and you can store everything on there. But it, it just, I, a lot of people don't, I guess, maybe it's just the way my brain works. I'm like, it's a, it's a systemic thing. You think forward to what could potentially happen. Like, hey, if I want to go back and play any of my GameCube games, or if I want to play any of my Super Nintendo games, whatever, I can always just fire it up as long as. My old-ass console still works. I can still keep playing it. My PS2 games, or even to a lesser extent, you know, my PS3 and my Xbox, as long as those are still running. Or PS3 on Xbox, if it's an online game, then psh, it's crapshoot. Maybe <laughs> you can play some of them online. Who knows? I'm sure, I don't know if there's still Halo servers still up. I imagine Microsoft still maintains a few. I don't know if it's only for the Master Chief Collection. But I, I, I can buy a lot of these old games knowing that oh I can still play them and I, part and parcel right now if if you go shopping for old games right now it's insane because I don't know if it's just people might be realizing this or if it's just a wave of nostalgia or old people older people like me older gamers are, are realizing are bored at home and I do want to just play some old shit uh, one of my co-workers today was showing me the pricing for a lot of old GameCube games and a lot of old PS2 games and a lot of Xbox games the, the, the market for a lot of older, like it, it, we're not that far removed, I, I guess realistically, we're, we're 20, 15 to 20 years removed from that generation, but a lot of those games, especially on the GameCube side, uh, a copy of Super Mario Sunshine is going for $150. Mario Superstar Baseball was $90. Uh, I was like, I was aghast at some of this stuff. Like Gauntlet Dark Legacy, 150 bucks. I was like, what? And my coworker, um, he showed me like, oh yeah, this game, this Goblin Commander game. Like he he sold at his little, he has a little booth at Frankenstein's, 
and he, he sold it for like 20 30 bucks not that long ago it's going for 90 now like the, the, I, don't, I don't know if it's just a realization it's like oh I can still play these old games you buy some, some games today you, you don't know if you're gonna still be able to play them in a year or two years Sports fans, they kind of maybe know like you you have this you know window that you can play the game online. As long as there's still single player modes, you can do a campaign. I, mean, I can pop in my old NBA Live '95 into my Sega Genesis and play an 82 game season with Dominique Wilkins and the Clippers <laughs> if I want to abuse myself. But a lot of modern stuff, maybe you can't. And and that that's the big fear I've had with digital games. And it's happening with movies, and it's, it's, it's going to be happening from here on out. Case in point, somebody else, well, we're going to transition to a, a short subject here. Uh, something I saw right before we're going to jump, where I jumped on here, uh, apparently 30 Rock, uh, getting a, they're going to remove four episodes from Hulu and uh, Netflix, uh, I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix, Hulu and Peacock, I'm sure. They're gonna and they're gonna. You won't be able to buy these four episodes on iTunes or wherever you can, or on Google. You won't be able to buy. They're at the request of uh, Tina Fey and uh, Robert Carlock, the, the the producers of their. Uh, they're having four episodes removed because of some racial insensitivity. Where I believe two of the episodes, uh, uh, Jane Krakowski, Jenna Maroney's character, was in blackface. There's another episode where uh, John Hamm was in blackface. And the fourth episode speculated there there's some uh, very unsavory uh, racial language in in it, and it, and I just wanted to bring that up. I decided that it brings it to my point. I'm like, those episodes like if you don't have the DVDs, they no longer exist. You you, you can't find them. I, I being a big fan of Thirty Rock, I I have the DVDs, so I I can see uh, John Hamm in blackface yell out banjo. <laughs> And get throttled to death by Tracy Morgan, but it's just like again, this kind of the, to further support the point. This all is all digital. Like I, one of my one of my friends who works in home entertainment, yeah, I remember he gave me that warning like, where I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna stop buying TV box sets because I can just watch them all on on Netflix or Hulu. And he's like, no, he's like, he's like, don't stop. You know what I mean? Don't stop buying TV. Like, if there's a show you really like, you, you make sure you go out there and you buy, buy that box set. And you, you get them all. And you hang on to them. And I was like, ah, oh, you're just saying that because, uh, uh you're just saying that because you, you, you work in an industry where you're, you're, you're hawking home entertainment. But now I, I look at this and, like, he's not wrong. The way stuff moves around to other services and now stuff getting erased, stuff doesn't come back anymore. If you don't have the physical media, it's gone. It could just disappear. Yeah, yeah. And Kim, yeah, I'm breaking with Kim Schmidt. She plays a Native American. She just, uh, uh, that's. Uh, I think it's just their brand of comedy. Uh, I, uh, I think yeah, that episode where where, where I think uh, where she plays a black person. I think she's just doing it to spite Tracy Morgan's character, Tracy Jordan. Uh, they're they're trying to do some you know like uh, it's it's highbrow humor, rolled in lowbrow humor. That, that's always been the, the way I describe Thirty Rock, uh, especially and then the, the the John Hammond blackface. Like, they were showing how bad television was for for minorities in the past, because yeah, it was it was, it was a, a take on the kind of like that honeymooners era television. But yeah, in, in light of everything that's going on today. I, I don't blame them because like, oh it's NBC. I'm like no, like I think Tina Fey. And Robert Carlock, the producers, were like, you know what? And, you know, we, we can't leave this up. <laughs> but if you have it, the, the DVDs, I'm sure you can throw them up on YouTube and catch yourself a, a, a content warning. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna cl we're gonna close today. And the subject that's a it it's weirdly weirdly uh, it's sensitive. It, it, it's uncomfortable. Uh, if, if you're a wrestling fan of, of any uh, measure, or like if you're really on Twitter, uh, the, this past week has been a very um, intense week, uh, where a lot of um, a lot of uh, especially it's more, I think it's more on the independent scene currently right now than on the majors, 
Like they're, uh, we're finding out a lot of independent wrestlers are scumbags. There's a lot, a lot of women, a lot of female wrestlers, a lot of female fan, professional wrestling fans have been uh, coming out all week. Go, uh, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what spurred this on. I, I'm glad it's been spurred on because uh, it's a, it's a pro wrestling, and apparently also as as artists tell me, this has also been happening um, in video game streaming and uh, in, in other entertainment avenues. That a lot of uh, abusers and uh, these bad, terrible humans who take advantage of women are being outed all over the place right now. They're uh, and it's it, it's really uh, for for us for, for myself and wife it, it, it's been pretty crazy because you know uh, thank, thanks to my wife we we've been working some local independent so we we worked on Lucha Baboon. Several times in the in the last uh, year or so, uh, we, we go to the Mayan over here. We see a lot of independent wrestlers, and uh, apparently one of the wrestlers who's um been he's been implicated a lot. I, I've seen on Twitter he's the uh, he's the he's the Harvey Weinstein of independent wrestling or professional wrestling. Um, you, uh, many of you may have may have seen clips of him. It's this uh, guy named Joey Ryan. Uh, I, I work because uh, Rosa and I are particularly disturbed because um, we, we we thought he was a, a fun guy. We we've gone to his he ha, he has his own or had I should say his own promotion that ran out here in L.A. and ran in Baldwin Park. He, he ran a local promotion called Bar Wrestling, and we Rosa and I we went to one of those shows. Well, we, we, she she was a fan of him even before she knew me, uh, and. You, you may have seen this guy. He's trended several times because he he's the guy who flips people with his penis. Um, he's, he's, he's that that penis. He's 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 has lots of shirts that say "famous penis wrestler." He's a he, he's made a lot of money being crude, and it, it turns out that um he's a bit of a monster. I was like yeah, this many allegations. It's like you, you can't have. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of unsavory wrestling fans who are saying these are all like, oh man, look at all these liars coming out or why did you wait? There's a lot of shitty people out there. It's it's really it, it it's really rough out there. It's like to, I'm finding it harder to say I'm a fan of professional wrestling now than I was in the, when I was a kid when everybody was screaming at me that it was fake. Uh, I mean, you take, I, I used to take a lot of flack for that, but right now it's 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 honestly kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> And uh, to, to round back to my first point, it's like, Rosa and I, we, we'd see this guy at Lucha Baboom. He, he was a regular, because he fit in perfect in the, the, his character fit in perfectly for the sex and violence that Lucha Baboom is. And they, they book, because he, he's a local guy. Hell, I don't know how long he's going to be, but he, he lives right here in Temple City. I found that out working at Lucha Baboom. He lives right in Temple City. I Back when I was a driving instructor, I, I think I drove by his house. I, I, after the fact, I found out. I, I probably drove by where he lives thousands of times when I was teaching kids how to drive. And uh, it just, I, I keep seeing these stories. I, I, I'm going on Twitter. I, every time I go on Twitter now, I've just been seeing this stuff. And I I sit and I read all these all these stories. Like There's a lot of, like, there's somewhere in Northern, there's like 40 different wrestlers that are like being a, you know, they're, they're, getting, they're getting called out. For being shitty, They're like some of some other wrestlers that we really like are, are getting shit thrown at them, and uh, it's not looking good for the majority of them. It, the entire uh, uh, the entire NXT UK for for WWE. Apparently, a lot of those guys are dirtbags. There's a lot of stories over there, and I, I'm seeing and what, what's really been breaking my heart. I've seen a lot of like a lot of the like prominent female professional wrestlers. Uh, some of them are telling their stories, and some of them are like they, they can't bring themselves to tell stories of the abuse, or the potential, or the, the attacks, or the rapes, or any of this stuff that that that's been happening to them. Or like, I'm seeing where like other wrestlers are telling the stories for like they they want to keep them anonymous because they've they've stayed quiet for so long because it, in in this pro wrestling business it's already hard enough for people to get in. It is uh, like it is for most. <laughs> Honestly, it, it it's rough for women in most jobs to try to get in, and especially this male-dominated sport like pro wrestling. It's only recently that like it's more uh, 
that women have been becoming more prominent in pro wrestling. There, 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 there's an there's all female pro wrestling in Japan called Shimmer. There, there, there was one here in America that was like a splinter of them called Rise. I'm not sure if they're. Uh, I, I think they may have gone on a business because of the pandemic. But it, it's already like a ten to a hundred times harder for a female wrestler to make it in this man's business, and it turns out a lot of them were forced to stay quiet because if they rat if they rat them out or if they try to go to the police or something they'll get drummed out of this business that you know the majority of these pro wrestlers are doing it because they love pro wrestling and and that's the pride the the, the, the thing that sucks the most like they a lot of these females get into pro wrestling and then they they get attacked by these kind of dudes like Apparently, with Joey Ryan's just going across the board doing this, uh, and it, it, it's just horrifying. I, I I see like these other pro like there's this other pro I've been following, uh, and he he's been a really good Twitter. Follower. I I wish I could remember his Twitter handle. His his Twitter handle is just professional wrestler. It's like, it's Eric something, and he's been a, he's a great follow. I I found him through another pro pro wrestling um, journalist I follow. And he's like disgusted. He's like a father and a husband, and he's just disgusted. Like he was getting ready to retire recently, and it, and the the pandemic hit, and then he didn't get a chance to properly retire. So he was going to come back. I mean, he was just saying like yesterday, he's like, I was ready to retire again, but you know, he got a DM from someone. like, thank you for you know, I, I feel protected when you're around. It's like he, this this one guy is one of the good guys. There there's still good guys out there, but unfortunately there's a lot of bad guys and just hearing all these seeing all these different stories of the, the, the good wrestlers and then all the, the good wrestlers were calling out the bad ones and then the, the these female wrestlers telling their stories or saying how they can't like they're, they're like one, one wrestler's like there's so many stories I can't even remember some of them and it's just horrifying I I, I it, it's been I, I've been just pouring through Twitter just shocked at the stuff I see because it, there's a rising tide. It, it's really a, each one that comes out with their story inspires another one to like be a little more brave to tell their story because a lot of these guys are being booted out. Some, some of them are already well, definitely uh, enjoy Ryan's case. I, I'm, he- I'm heavily hitting him because he's like the, the worst of them all apparently. And uh, yeah, he, he's uh, yeah, he shut down all the social media. His, his company has done uh, a lot of the companies that he works with are saying, "Nope, we're never working with that guy again. That guy is never going to be allowed." Because uh, he he was like the de facto one of the biggest independent wrestlers. And I guess it makes sense now why he's n- never advanced past a certain point. And other wrestlers like yeah, Joey Janela has been calling him out. He's like, nope. I'm like, we've known this for a while. It was like, yeah, it was like an open secret. Like, he's wrestling. He's Louis C.K. Everyone knew that he's a creep. Can't really say anything because he's a promoter too, and a lot of people don't want to lose their opportunities to make money because he he ran his bar wrestling on off days to get an extra money. I I remember at a Lucha Boom show, like I was, I, say, I I had a conversation with him because I I. I wanted to book him for the East LA Cape because I thought, oh, he did a lot of people here. He was on Lucha Underground, like he, he, he and uh, I, I had a conversation with him. Like, oh, we we're trying to get you booked, and he's like, oh, like uh, depending on what day of the week it is. If, if it was a Thursday, I'd give you my Thursday rate, but if it's a Saturday, I'd give you my Saturday rate. And I was like, oh, sorry, never mind then. <laughs> and it, it was, I remember it was just like a little odd interaction, but it was just like my wife and I thought, you know, the few podcasts he would do, he, he always play down the fact oh no I'm, I'm not that creepy guy I'm like oh, I'm like my, my, my real personality is the opposite I'm very shy uh, I'm very uh, uh, introverted <laughs> apparently that was a sham clearly because of the, the detailed stories that women are telling about how I can take advantage of the uh, of the women wrestlers take advantage of the because a lot of times well, people don't realize a lot for these independent shows like they, it relies on extra staff driving the wrestlers from the airport to the venue back and forth because they all just they're not on the loop they're just flying in especially with Joey like he's a, he was a draw they paid to fly him in and so that someone had to go pick him up and if they happen to send a female 
that female would potentially be in danger of him doing something. There's one story, there's one uh, a girl who was helping out a promotion. Maybe she was a wrestler in training. I don't know the, the full story of her, but she had to go pick him up. And he was like feeling her up in the, in the car and telling her to like, grab her by the chest and reach into her pants. And it's like, what the fuck? It, it just, it, it's yeah, horrified. That's, 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 that's all I can gather from this. I, we have run the gamut, the gamut of emotions here on this episode today. But, uh, I, I, my, my wife asked me, like, please ask me to talk about this. Especially since, yeah, we like this guy. We would say hi to him. Uh, and we thought he was cool. And, and, you, and you go on Twitter and you see people who are like, like you don't know people. <laughs> you don't know the people you work with. You're not around them all the time. Like all these wrestlers who would work bar wrestling, who would work championship wrestling from Hollywood, who worked, I would imagine Lucha Vavrum, because Lucha Vavrum was run by women. I can only imagine how horrified they are uh, <laughs> at, at all this stuff. It just, it's a, a terrible situation. The, the, the only positive is that all these horrible people are being exposed for who they are now. And then hopefully this scares the others out of the business. And it scares other people into thinking twice. It's like you, you can't just take advantage of women and expect them to, to just take the abuse and not say anything. Because I think he really counted... And, the psychological ways, like, because some of the women described how, like, you know, he, he trapped a woman in, uh, Joey Ryan trapped a woman in a bathroom. <laughs> he trapped a woman in the bathroom, and, like, she wouldn't come out, uh, and then he's like, and he starts going, oh, I have issues. Oh, no, please, you have to come out. Oh, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. He starts playing mind games and trying to make them feel sorry for him. And like, he's, he, uh, he's a manipulative asshole. It's disgusting to, to hear these stories, and then it's too many. Like especially in his case, it's too many for it to not be true. It, it can't be a coincidence that fifteen separate women have detailed accounts of this type of behavior across years, not just recently. Like he put out some lame statement on Twitter saying, "Oh, he's going. He was going through a divorce, and he's seen a therapist, and he knows he has a problem." But there's there's stuff that even goes back to it's not that recent. Like, oh, you're going to therapy, and you're still doing this stuff. Yeah, and then like, yeah, I know you you sent me a, a, some articles that we talked about today. Like, there's all these uh, streamers, all these uh, all over the place who who are doing scummy stuff like that, where they communicate with. They take advantage of the, of the if there's a whatever female fans exist in the streaming. They take advantage of them and commit and then like badger them for new pictures or if they can get so far to meet up with them and take advantage of them. It's it's horrifying. It's, it's it, this is happening all over the place. But I'm speaking from what I've what I've been researching for the last seventy two hours all over Twitter and seeing this stuff as it continues to develop. I, I'm a big wrestling fan, and I keep seeing all this stuff, and I, and it's it makes me sick to my stomach, and I I have to talk about it because we we can't like it. Recently, you know, all these episodes. Remember, Black Lives Still Matter. That just just because it's not trending anymore doesn't mean that it's over. We still have to keep supporting black people. All of our all everyone who's freaking. We have to support women. We have to support black. All, the the days of people being taken advantage of like, now thanks to technology we can expose people for who they are they can't keep hiding behind power behind the power structure of how everything works where a small amount of people have the most power and can take advantage of everyone who's who can't fight back now I think people are, are realizing that all, all the victim that there's more victims than there are abusers and if, if everyone stands up together we can defy them and that's what's important that's and that's why like we have to bring up and talk about these uncomfortable things we have uh, I, I know years ago I used to say this show was supposed to be an escape but you know we can't just we can't escape our problems we, we, we have to face them head on 
we can't uh, we, we can't turn a blind eye uh, you know in, in pro wrestling apparently a lot of people were just turning a blind eye out of uh, inability to, to, to make change because I'm sure there's a lot of good people who knew things were happening but they couldn't say anything because they, they couldn't jeopardize their own well their own financial well-being they, they couldn't jeopardize their own families like if I speak out I'm not gonna get hired I'm not gonna get booked here I'm gonna lose opportunities and then I'm gonna taking food off my family's plate so I feel like there's but now that everyone's everyone's standing up more that you have, you have to there has to be more unification against all the forms of evil that we're up against if you, if you understand what I mean that's the end of the episode I'm you guys know all the details yeah follow me on Twitter if you want to see me uh, argue with uh, racists and homophobes and, and sexist men you want to see me argue with them at Dre GP Podcast. Um, follow us, you know, all, all the plugs. I, you know, every time I uh, <laughs> I do one of these episodes, I'll, I I feel I, I can't do plugs. I'm like, no, it's, it's just dirty. But if you want to see me take on, like, I, I was arguing with someone today about wrestling on Twitter, and I was telling them, like, if you don't see the hypocrisy of this stuff, then I, I, I can't explain. If you need me to explain this hypocrisy, then you're never going to understand it. It's just... Uh, They can call me an SJW. I'm not a social justice warrior. I'm a person who fights for what's right. At the end of the day, if that costs me uh, listens or whatever. It, it doesn't matter as long as the I'm getting a positive message out there to the people who want to hear it and the people who are willing to hear it. All right, we're wrapping this up. You guys have yourselves a good night. We'll be back next week. Let's hope the world is a less sh- a shitty place. <laughs> I mean, if shitty things happen, I get we're gonna have to talk about them here. This is our our platform. Have yourselves a good night. We'll see you next week.